0: Before I get started on today's Mordcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blank and in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, now, you know, some restrictions are being eased up a little, 25% capacity inside restaurants. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, go to bfwdenvergut.com and get yourself a... Uh, bottle of 2017 Cabernet, some Pinots, and, you know, they've got a whole bunch of varieties, they've got partnerships with Western Slope Wineries, um, one of them called Restoration, the other called Storm Cellars, and there's one in the Elk Mountains that's, all, they're all really good, they all specialize in different forms of wine, Storm Cellars is very much a Riesling, uh, Restoration has some has some nice uh, um, Syrahs and, and stuff like that, but it's all good, good quality stuff, and you're supporting, you're supporting uh, Colorado, local Colorado businesses. And that really at this point is what it is all about. Uh, the the, you know, the pandemic has really taken its toll on the abilities of small businesses to uh, uh, do anything, basically at this point. And we, they really need your support. So go to bfwdenver.com or go into Blanchard Family Wines and just kind of enjoy the experience of dabbing some wine. Once I get vaccinated, I will be making one of my first trips will be going to Blanchard uh, and getting myself some wine. I mean, that's on, uh, that's really what, one of the things that uh, I'm really looking forward to coming out of the end of this pandemic. Uh, so anyway, uh, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are on BFWDenver.com, where you can also book your virtual wine tasting. Go to Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, My voice may crumble as I'm doing this. I've... uh, um, a couple days ago, I actually recorded uh, two podcasts that I never released, um, and then I uh, I recorded uh, one on Sunday, um, which uh, I did with the Gen X uh, Music Show, which I know everyone I encourage everyone to go see or see uh, go listen to. But uh, once again, if you can hear the ambient noise, I am outside; traffic is going by. The geese are out, but it's a very nice day, you know, as we usually get here in Colorado. And that kind of inspired me to talk about um, one of the more under-talked-about players uh, with the uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, And it's a guy who's only played two games, and it's uh, Mr. Jermichael Green. Um, Now, he sort of was brought in to uh, replace Jeremy Grant. But he is a different player than jeremy grant uh, he 's really more of a traditional four, and those those kinds of players traditional fours uh, can be used in different ways um, quite frankly, uh, Jeremy Grant was kind of a swiss army nice and, and Michael Green is to a lesser extent. Um, but he is he is a Swiss Army Knife in a different way, in a bigger way. Uh, Jeremy Grant was definitely more of a 3-3 three, three and who could play 4. Um, Jeremy, or Jermichael Green is more of a 4 who can play some 3 and some 5. He plays bigger, um, and he's tough. And uh, you saw that when he came back, largely, um, there was a big went a long way to the Nuggets improving their defense. Um, And a lot of it had to do with just his ability to do everything. And the result of which was Arzea Hartenstein um, um, not being a part of the rotation. But uh, Jermichael Green being out there really made a lot of things make sense, which uh, is what really the Nuggets needed. They needed someone to come in and make sense of the mishmash of players that they had, aside from one Nikola Jokic. Um, that is definitely a lot for, to ask for one guy. So Jermichael came, Green came in, hit, hit a bunch of threes, and uh, just kind of glued everything together in a, in, a, in a way that made sense. The Nuggets still have a lot of things to work through. They have a lot of uh, issues that, let's face it, we're not made better by them beating the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, the night before last, and tonight uh, they do play them again at, at Ball Arena. So, obviously, there's going to be that. There's going to be uh, another test, because Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be coming back until Friday. Um, well, being able to practice with the team until Friday, uh, his first game is going to be well into the weekend. Uh, On the road trip. What we are seeing right now. Is a. a, The Nuggets needed a guy to. Basically as I said. Bring glue everything together. And they they really. If you notice anything about the first five games of the season. Is there had no glue. Even in the. uh, Even in the. uh, Game they won against. uh, The the Rockets. um, That was a Severely severely undermanned Rockets team that had no business being as close as they were at the time to the Denver Nuggets. Um, uh, Now the Nuggets pulled away, but still, they they really had no business being that close. Um, And the second half, particularly the fourth quarter of the game against Minnesota in Minnesota, uh, the Nuggets started to make sense of their rotations. Now it's going to be thrown into chaos a bit more when uh, Michael Porter Jr. comes back. Um, that will that will be something that uh, it's going to take another couple games to figure out. A lot of the struggles this year for the Nuggets are have been the fact that they are just particularly Michael Malone who's, who loves his hockey shift lineups. Um, he just hasn't been able to figure out how to incorporate everyone into the same stew. Um, once the Nuggets figure it out, they'll be fine. But it's going to be a process like everyone knew coming into this. As I said in one of the podcasts before, it's it's uh, we, everyone knew this was going to be a thing, and it's like everyone forgot it simultaneously. Um, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process incorporating one of the most dynamic young players we have seen in a Nuggets uniform in a long time in Michael Porter Jr., Into the lineup. But getting Jermichael Green in there, you saw the sense coming in. And what was really, really important uh, in that game against Minnesota, and to a much lesser extent when he played against the Phoenix Suns, was the ability for him to play the center spot in a small ball lineup. Um, He can play it better than Paul Millsap. Because Millsap at this point is just, he can't move like he used to. And his lack of mobility has really, really hurt him specifically. So Millsap is in there for basically what you would—he's starting, but it's limited minutes. Honestly, folks, I kind of in the back of my mind, I'm thinking maybe Michael Green should start, but I can see why they will keep—they want to keep uh, him on the bench. Um, It's going to be a delicate line. It's going to be a very delicate line. Um, i am not entirely sure how they how they navigate this but it's going to be interesting um i i i saw what i see from jermichael green is someone who is tough and the nuggets need toughness uh and i see someone who basically is seems very joyous to not be on the clippers uh okay. I know that sounds like a gratuitous shot at the Los Angeles Clippers, but uh, from what I see from uh, this, this man is that he looks at the Nuggets and thinks these people share the ball. Uh, and the Clippers uh, were Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of us just kind of waiting around for leftovers, um, which, let's face it, most NBA teams are. So, so Michael Green comes in, gives the nuggets some pretty very very much needed production uh, was able to essentially close out the game uh, with uh, the, the 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 unit I mean the nuggets were up by twenty, and then the 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 end of the bench guys like Zeke Naji and uh, r j Hamilton, uh, Hampton, excuse me came in uh, and they they you know ended the game with Monte Morris and stuff like that. But Jermichael Green was the guy that came in because he he gave the Nuggets a versatility that, quite frankly, they did not have before. And it, what it has made me realize is that Tim Connolly kind of is aware and kind of knows, um, knew where things were going with that. He kind of understood that Jermichael Green was a guy that um, could unlock some of the line-up versatility. Can, you know, the, the Nuggets and, and people around them have gone out of their way to say that they uh, basically were pursuing Jermichael Green um, all the way back to the year bef- the year that they signed uh, um, uh, Jeremy Grant. So, obviously, that's something that has been on their radar. Someone who has been on their radar for a significant amount of time. And that 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 part is something that we maybe need to take into consideration. And Jermichael Green not being part of the Nuggets for the first four games um, maybe hurt them more than we were really allowing ourselves to take notice of. And it will be interesting to see as they kind of incorporate what's Michael Porter Jr. comes in after the Dallas game. Um, Maybe you'll be able to incorporate something that we haven't seen so far this year. I'm looking forward to that because it can make sense. It can begin to make sense after a while. And as I said on Twitter during the game, green is good. Green, for the lack of a better word, is good. Right? To quote Wall Street. I'm going to trademark that shit. Okay. Anyway, uh, one moment, one note before I, I leave is, uh, Brian Windhorst on his podcast was, uh, talking about, uh, Gary Harris and, um, the Nuggets inability to trade him. Um, I'll let me color in some blanks here, uh, because Windhorst doesn't know diddly squat about the Nuggets. Um, Quite frankly, Windhorst is, uh, has basically got, I, 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 for a guy who has given not one rip about the Denver Nuggets, he has talked frequently about them recently, almost begging the Nuggets to trade for James Harden. It is, it is spectacular. I, I, <laughs> that's another subject altogether. But he did point out something, and I do believe it's accurate is that your Denver Nuggets have had a difficult time trading Gary Harris. Um, And there are a couple things I can fill in for you people. Um, And this is just based on people I've talked to in the league. Um, Gary Harris's injuries slash lack of production, which aside as i've pointed this out a lot aside from a year and a half gary gary has never been a good shooter <laughs> we 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 have done some revisionist history with with gary harris this wasn't a all oh, well, he you know he needs to get back to the way he was in reality gary's never been a good shooter and the league knows it this isn't this isn't a surprise to anyone in the league uh, gary harris is not a good shooter and uh he has a very, what you would call, spotty injury history. Uh, almost, almost Gallo-esque uh, injury history. And this has kind of, well, it definitely diminished his value. And um, the Nuggets have been rumored to have linked Gary Harris in trades going back for two years, three years now. Uh, and the market for Gary Harris, as Windhorse pointed out on his podcast, is is well, it's not good at all. Uh, there is no Gary Harris market, um, and this year he's shooting twelve percent from three. Okay, um, his value to the Nuggets. It, and my 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 dad always has this expression that's like maybe, especially when it, it comes to like things like cars or other things like that, is that maybe this item is worth more to you than it would be to someone else. And I think in this case it's probably true that Gary Harris is worth more to the Denver Nuggets than he is to any other team in the league. And that part is something that is pretty much inescapable at this point. Um, Gary, Gary Harris's trade value is so low, relative to his contract, by the way, um, you know, nearly twenty million per year for today this year and next year, um, uh, for a guy who gives you twelve percent shooting, twelve percent shooting on threes is abysmal. Um, it's not only Gary, but Will Barton who's been injured in the playoffs two years in a row, uh and is struggling to come back from uh his his injury uh this year. And has really struggled coming back from his injury this year. It's clear that he has no lift. But Gary Harris in particular, who is healthy, just has no shot. And no one is going to pay for a two-guard in a trade that um, can't shoot anymore. And the reality of the situation is for the Nuggets, their biggest trade asset is uh, Michael Porter, Jr., if it's not one of the big two. And the Nuggets have shown little to no inclination to trade Michael Porter Jr. So, what I'm telling you folks is don't look for a savior on the horizon for the Denver Nuggets. Do not look for this. Um, they're in a situation where they need to ride this out for a bit. And really, they're, they can afford to because they are really a good team. You know? So... Once they figure their own crap out, um, which is what they need to do at this point, um, maybe the values raise, but the nuggets aren't going to give away um, Gary Harris Or excuse me, they're not going to give away Michael Porter Jr. Uh, in a trade that only benefits another team just because uh, Gary Harris just because he's their only viable asset right now. They're not going to do that. Nor should they. They are a team right now that can are talented enough to ride this out. And they don't need to panic. And they don't need to be at the whims of other teams. Um, let it ride. Live with the issues that Gary Harris and Will Barton have. And take your chances and go from there. Because the Nuggets really don't need a savior. They just need consistency. And hopefully, hopefully, they are on the verge of finding that. All right, well, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSG Network. I'll be back with another Morecast soon. Bye-bye.